Hi guys, welcome to Don't Trust Where You See. I'm your host, Demetrius Urijo, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about all of the times the left wanted to trans your kid. We're also going to be going over OPEC in the OPEC gas cut situation. We're also going to be talking about January 6th and updates all about that. And lastly, we're going to be talking about an ambush that resulted in three cops getting killed. Now, without further ado, let's begin. I got facts over facts over tracks. This and that spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas. Think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. Okay, so people all over the nation are saying that schools and the media are not pushing kids into becoming transgender, but they could not be farther from the truth. In this segment, we're going to be going over most of the times that they did, because of course, we cannot get every single time. Now, in this segment, or in this video in particular, we actually have a guy dressed up as a girl, and he is saying some weird stuff. Let's just dig in. Hello. Here we are again. So. Well, we still haven't hit that 10,000 likes yet, so I can't tell you the bedtime story. No, I can't. I told you, 10,000. Then you get your bedtime story. But, I've been, um, I've been thinking. What do you think of Rachel? Queen of Australia. Hmm? What do you reckon? Or down start with because Okay, I reckon that you're disgusting. I don't know why you want to say bedtime stories to children, and I think that you're a pedophile. Especially because just listening to that, you're giving me major creepy vibes. Now, this is completely neglecting the fact that this very man was charged with eight counts of child sex abuse. That's disgusting. Why does this guy want to say bedtime stories to children on TikTok? That's disgusting. You have nothing to do with the children that you want to say, quote, bedtime stories to. And you're desperately trying to get likes and clicks by saying, oh, we well, need to get to 10,000 to get a bedtime story. Nobody wants a bedtime story to you. From, from you, I should say. Nobody wants a bedtime story from you. Now, instead of you reading a bedtime story to us, we should be telling you to go to sleep. We don't need you telling bedtime stories to anybody. We just need you to just get out of our life, especially because you have eight counts of abuse on a child. Now digging into the next piece of evidence that we have. So Hello. the left says that Republicans want to ban books, but these are the books that we're banning. Look at it. Oh, it's Miss Corcoran and Abe yet again hanging out in the library talking about the Teen Reader's Choice Award books. Next up, we are talking about this graphic novel memoir by Maya Kobabe called Gender Queer. One of the things I loved about this book is that it's a great window and mirror book, meaning people who are questioning their sexual identity and their gender identity are going to view this book as a mirror, a reflective experience of their own. And this book's also... Pause. Pause. So you're telling me in schools, we need to have these children pushed with an ideology of gender queer, gender queer being non-binary, gender queer being or saying that you do not have an assigned gender. You are not male or female. What are we talking about? There is only two genders you can possibly be. You have to be one of those genders. You have to be. There's no other way around it. You have to be one of the genders that we have. 
male or female. You cannot be anything else. I cannot be an attack helicopter. I cannot be a computer. I cannot be an iPhone. I cannot be a cam a camera, a Samsung. I cannot be anything other than what we have forth. We can only have the two genders. And the gender that you are is exactly what you are born as. You cannot change that. Every single inch, every single centimeter, and every single gene of your body is made up of those chromosomes that make you a woman or a man. There was no changing that. Now, we have these books in our schools manipulating children into thinking that they can be genderqueer. These are the books we're trying to ban. Now, I see comments in my other podcasts and shows saying, okay, well, Dimitri, if you want to ban these books and not have the left's views in schools, why do you want to have the right views in schools? I don't. I never said that at all. I do not want to have any ideology pushed in schools whatsoever. If you like Trump, I don't care. If you liked Biden, I don't care. If you're teaching me math, get politics out of math. Get politics out of social studies and history. Let's talk about Abraham Lincoln. Let's talk about Thomas Edison. Let's talk about all of these important people. Let's talk about Samuel Adams and the founding fathers of the United States. Why are we talking about these things that don't matter? The American politics system that we have forth right now do not matter in the grand scheme of things because of the fact that we are in school to learn about the history. We're in school to learn about Christopher Columbus. We're in school to learn about all of these important people in history. But why are we neglecting the fact that we are here for that very reason? We're not here to be manipulated into thinking a certain way or the opposite way. That's not why we're in school. We need to be reminded of the exact reason why we're in school, and that's to learn. Learn about math, social studies, science, and English. We have four subjects that we need to be taught. Now, we don't need to be taught um, lesbian dance theory. We don't need to be taught taught art, the art of whatever the heck you want to put after the fact. There's nothing. No, we're here to learn about English, math, social studies, and science. That's it. Okay, moving on. Great window for people who want to understand that perspective. Um, It's a wonderful story about someone who's finding out who they are and embracing it. And I love that there are resources and it's super educational. There's nothing I did not like about this book. And it's actually the top banned and challenged book of 2021. As it should be. As it should be. You should not be putting this dangerous ideology in children's heads. To the American Library Association. But you can come check out a copy here from the library. Of course. We can go to your libtard library in the school system that is completely manipulating the kids. We can go and we can find that very destructive book in your library. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, let's move on to this other thing. We have from libs of TikTok. We have shocking Shocking footage, WPATH, one of the largest organizations for transgender health guidelines member, admits kids don't have the brain space, quote, brain space, to make informed consent decisions regarding gender transformation surgeries, but doctors just do it anyways because it makes kids happier in the moment. Let's dig in. Some of the Dutch researchers started, uh, gave some data about um, young adults who had transitioned and reproductive regret, like regret, and it's there. 
Um, and I don't think any of that surprises us. I try to talk about it, but most of the kids are nowhere in any kind of a brain space to really, really, really talk about it in a serious way. Okay, pause. Pause. So if kids do not have the brain space, your words, not mine, if kids do not have the brain space to realize what they're doing and the longevity of the decisions that they're making, then why are we giving them this opportunity to make the decisions in the first place? We do not have people under the age of 21 drink because of the fact that we know that somebody could easily just go drink a bunch and then just go and die. We know that they can make detrimental, detrimental side effects to their overall, overall well-being in the future. That's why we don't allow them to make decisions in the current present because we know that they are not going to make the right decisions for their, their later self. That's exactly why. But we're neglecting the fact that, yes, children do not have the brain space to make informed decisions, and neither do parents. Parents should not be choosing what they want to do with their child. It should be, leave him alone until he's 18. If he's 18, whatever, you can do whatever you want, but don't go into the opposite sex sport. Don't go into the opposite sex bathroom. That's gross. Moving on to the next thing that we have from Lives of TikTok. Now, I love Lives of, of TikTok. They're on Instagram and they're on Twitter, Twitter, and they just expose the left's most dangerous ideology. Now, let's move on to this one right here. Parents upset and a school principal apologizing. It's after their middle school students in seventh grade social studies at Challenger Middle School were asked personal questions in a survey as part of an assignment. Way 31's Matt Kroschel dug into how the controversial survey that was sanctioned ended up in homework. Matt. And Marie, those questions included things like... That's such they an were accident. Oh, my God. Oops. We forgot to include this with your homework. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My bad, guys. My, my bad. I accidentally sent a letter to all of you guys in the classroom. I printed 50 copies. Yes. That was totally by accident. I wanted to just, just discriminate with or without you. But, you know, you found me, so, you know, it was an accident. No, it was an accident, guy. I never did anything on purpose. No, little old me, I could never do anything on purpose. These teachers are so ridiculous. They're so stupid. I have a couple more videos to show you guys, but I guess Instagram wants me to log in now, so what I'm going to end up doing. Here are five things you can do to make spaces more inclusive for LGBTQ students this year. One, use inclusive non-gendered language such as students or folks to address your class. What? Why, teachers don't do this automatically anyway? I mean, people always say students. But why? You can't say boys and girls? Why? Because you don't classify as a girl? That one student in the class isn't going to classify as a girl or a guy? You're stupid. You're dumb. Two, group and sort students in ways that do not rely on gender. Three, affirm pronouns by creating a school or classroom climate where pronouns are respected. What I did for the start of the school year is I created the door sign right here with my pronouns. I also introduced myself with my pronouns. As soon as the teachers saw that. Ew, okay, so we can stop you right there. So you're telling me that you got up in front of your whole entire class and say, hi, I'm Sam, she, her, and I am wearing a polka dot button down. I am wearing a tie and I look like a retard. Did you really mention to the class this whole entire sentence? Give or take the last part. But did you really, did you really say that to the class? No, 
Because we know you're not. No, I mean, I mean, I was gonna say no because we know you're not stupid. But looking at this video, you probably you probably did. I mean, I don't think you're lying about being stupid. This is actually the most disgusting one of them all. So this is. So this is a drag queen over here, and this drag queen, this actual guy, saw a kid here. So this is what he does. That's disgusting. Why are you touching the children? What's your name? Angel. Everyone say hey, Angel. Hey, Angel. Ew. No. 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 Bye, Angel. Listen, Angel, if you're listening, you are being indoctrinated. You are being indoctrinated to a dangerous ideology that's going to mutilate you and make you not have babies over time. It's going to make you regret the decisions you made and commit suicide ultimately. It's very, very disgusting the path that they are following and forcing you to take. It's very disgusting and they should be ashamed of themselves. Your mom, your father, your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle, and your whole entire family tree, and with all of your ancestors, should be extremely not only disappointed with you, but in very, very disappointed in the stupid man dressed up as a girl, bringing you on stage and enabling this dangerous behavior. Moving on. Angel, I want to buy you something really fabulous on Amazon right now. You're so stupid. What are you buying him on Amazon? Can you go get my phone, please? I'm really, making mama cry. Don't cry, you'll fuck up your lashes. <laughs> I had my tears. They're so real. You look amazing as hell. So this is the stupid thing that this stupid man in a dress bought this kid. You Why? 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 Why do we need to dress guys up in girls' clothes? Why? We need mental health. These parents should be prosecuted for the full extent of the law for mental abuse on a child. Now, without further ado, let's move into a dozen takes. I don't ever smoke up. No, I don't take. I got no love. It is a different day today because of the fact that last night I actually had a surgery done and I was just tired, so today I'm going to take over. So, the January 6th committee has a fan service problem. The committee staff has set a high bar for itself, and its investigation phase comes to an end. Let's see. So, on Thursday afternoon, the House January 6th committee will hold what is likely to be the final public hearing of its investigation. Now, the final investigation, did anybody even watch the first couple episodes? Nobody watched, nobody cares about this investigation, literally. We're all alive during January 6th. We're all alive during that point. We know exactly what happened. We had a clock and we had our phones. We saw exactly when Trump responded to the attack on the Capitol. We, I mean, the protests on the Capitol. We, we knew all of this. We know exactly what's happening. We knew what was happening at the very moment. So, obviously, it's not a shock to any of us to know that the January 6th committee actually had a vote and now they will subpoena Trump. But subpoenas do not hold up in the court of law. It's not anything that's um, mandatory. You do not have to go to a subpoena. Now, 
you can just look at other cases at which people had to show up for a subpoena. It's not punishable by law, so nobody even goes. Um, it's optional. Now, this is the thing. This subpoena was held with these um, so-called Republicans. Now, there was this so-called Republican on the stand. Now, we all know who that is. Um, but this whole, entire, this whole entire investigation is just stupid. What are they going to find? And even, if, even looking back at it now that it's done, what did they find that was so different, that was so life-changing? It just doesn't make any sense. They found nothing. They found nothing that was not public information. The only thing that they did find was little old Nancy Pelosi saying that he, she just wants to punch Trump. Oh, my God. I, I've been waiting for this moment since, since he was first president. I was waiting for this. I hope he trespasses on Capitol grounds. I want to punch him in the face. Listen, Nancy Pelosi, nobody is threatened by an 80-year-old dying good morning, Sunday morning, little old lady. Nobody's threatened. I'm, nobody's threatened. Trump's not threatened. I'm not threatened. Mike Pence isn't threatened. Nobody's threatened. But according to MSNBC, they are. Now, moving on to the next story, we have Alex Jones's, and this is an MSNBC opinion hit piece on Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones's lack of humanity is monstrous. His trial is proving it. Alex Jones is already morally bankrupt. It's fitting that he should financially be so be also. So, update. October 12, 2022, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. On Wednesday, a jury in Waterbury, Connecticut, ruled InfoWars host Alex Jones must pay over $964 million in damages to eight Sandy Hook families and an FBI agent as part of an Alex Jones second trial regarding the 2012 mass shooting and its aftermath. Earlier this summer, a separate jury awarded the family of a six-year-old victim tens of millions of dollars in damages. Don't, Jones was sued for defamation after spreading lies about the massacre and calling it a hoax. Now, this is a, an attack. Now, this is an attack on the freedom thinkers. This is an attack on us, the people, because if they can do this to Alex Jones, they can sue us. They can sue me for spreading, quote, misinformation and, and questioning things. If we question the election in 2020, we're banned. We're banned for questioning the election in 2020. We're banned for questioning the vaccine results. We're banned for doing countless other things. Now, what are we going to be banned for that? Are we going to be banned now? Should we be worried about being banned? That's my question. But this is just upsetting. $1 billion. So 964 million plus tens of millions of dollars. Let's just call it $1 billion. Alex Jones does not have $1 billion. Are you serious right now? He doesn't have $1 billion. And you really think that people are going to support him now? No. If I'm not going to spend my money with Alex Jones knowing that it's just going to go towards this. I used to support him. But I don't support him any longer for other reasons. But this is, this is the thing, though. I still don't think that he should pay $1 billion. Alex Jones, he got a lot of things right. But I just don't watch him anymore for separate reasons, which I will not get into in this video. But here's the thing, though. If you question something, that is the First Amendment right. But when you head into the territory of um, spreading misinformation, I guess... I mean, I'm trying to see the other side here. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Now, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but it's really hard for me to justify $1 billion with a B. 
Now, if we can sue Alex Jones, and he's in the media, right? Can we sue CNN and MSNBC for spreading the fake narrative that the COVID-19 vaccines actually work? According to a Pfizer CEO, it doesn't. We can just take a look over here, and we can see that the Pfizer CEO was actually in court in another country, and she admitted that the Pfizer vaccine was never tested formally before getting released to the mass public. Now, her exact words are, and I quote, the vaccines were never tested to prevent or for the spread. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say quote, but this is what she said. She said that the vaccines were not tested when it came down to the spreadness, spreadness or the, the level at which you are infected. And this is because they had to, quote, go at the speed of science. Is that the speed of science? Let's ask yourself, the, is the speed of science a couple weeks, a couple months? No, the speed of science is whenever it's ready, whenever it's done testing, then we release it. But why did we release this vaccine so quick? Hmm, that's, only, that's almost because of the fact that this was rushed by multiple people. And this is one of Trump's red marks in his presidency, too. He had he had warp speed. And I'm very disappointed in Trump for doing that, but he's damned if he did, and he's damned if he didn't, okay? That's how I like to look at it, because that's exactly how it is. Now, getting into NPR articles. Now, this is economy. How per home prices have seen biggest drop in nine years, thanks to higher mortgage rates. Now, is this really true, NPR? Can we sue you for $1 billion? Now, this is not true at all. This is because of the fact that if you look on Zillow, you will see that house prices did not take a drop at all. And at least where I live, they did not take a drop. They have stayed steady or have gotten even higher in price. Actually, if we're, if we're talking here, it's not thanks to mortgage rates. So NPR, I will sue you for $1 billion and you have five Pinocchio noses. Now getting into your next garbage <laughs> article NPR, we have, quote, COVID took over their high school experience. They want high school year, they want their high school year to be different. Oh, they want high school year to be different. Oh, listen, I just graduated, grad, oh my God, I just graduated last year. This is the thing though. I had my last year, I mean, last six months or last half of the school year, I should say, because the school year is not the full entire year, right? Um, I had my last half of my sophomore year ruined because of COVID or the, per the, um, the guidelines of COVID, I should say. And I had my, my sophomore, I mean, my junior year ruined because of the guidelines of COVID because school was canceled. Now, here's what they say about it. So this is breaking out of the pandemic bubble. This is from a senior at a high school in um, Omaha, right? So it was difficult having all of us back again at home and trying to manage that. So what? So you are not, you guys as a family are never home? Is that what you're saying? Next, we look at uh, this other person from Studsburg High School in Eastern Pen um, Pennsylvania, and um, he chose to stay virtual during his sophomore year. Now, this one says, for me, my parents are sort of on the other side, and it was just a bigger risk to go in person, in person personally, Omar says. 
I don't want to say I regret it or it was a mistake, but it definitely took a toll on my academic career. Um, now, here's the thing, though. So it took a toll on your academic career, and it took a toll on your social life, but you don't want to say that you regret it. Why? Because you're talking to NPR, which is a Democrat news outlet? Is that why you don't want to say that you regret it? That's just stupid. Say that you regret it. I regret not going to school, but I was working. So, I mean, it is what it is. This person in Nashville, they, they found the only Democrat in Nashville, right? It would get pretty crowded, and it would get pretty scary. I'd find myself avoiding big crowds at lunch. Oh, maybe sitting by myself at the table. This is exactly how we should talk when, when saying these sentences. You're a wuss. You're, you have mental problems. I would see myself sitting out by myself at the table. Why would you sit by yourself? Oh, the distance impro imposed by COVID. Listen, I was never separated from anybody because of COVID. That's just stupid. Don't let COVID ruin your life. And I never did. So this is from this other person, a senior, right? High school used to be a big deal for me in middle school, but I feel like I really didn't feel that connected to my school. That's because we got our high school ruined because of these policies. Right now, it's just a place where I study and get my education. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Moving on to the next one. She says that her classmates are approaching their last year with a different mindset than the previous senior classes. Um, whatever we're doing right now is not how as good as it, what it could be. So what do you mean? So, but in terms of the commu community, there's still a feeling of loss, a feeling of, quote, whatever we're doing right now is not as good as what it could be. This is the thing, though, because you're not working as hard, I guess. If you're looking at yourself right now and you're saying, oh, well, this isn't as good as I, what I can be, then how about you change yourself? How about you say, okay, listen, if I can do better, let's do better. What's stopping you from doing better? If that's the context at what you mean. Moving on to the next article, we have CDC directors sole parents meeting on school reopening guidance featured left-wing activists, docs reveal. So, Ro Rochelle Walensky met with a leader of a transgender allied group and others at organizations that funded by deep-pocketed Democratic donors. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director um, Dr. Rochelle, Rochelle, I think you're Rochelle? Cockroach Walensky met with parents just once leading up to the release of school reopening guidance last year. Now, new doc documents obtained by Fox News Digital revealed that parents featured in the meeting were primarily left-wing activists, including the head of transgender allied group and other organizations funded by the Democratic mega donors. Walensky featured, touted, and that they have consulted parents needs for guidance despite her calendar containing the sole 30-minute meeting. American Foundation of Teachers President Randy Wengarden used the event to attack Fox News Digital and other popu populations, publications for reporting on the CDC's closeness with teachers. In May 2021, Wengarden tweeted a screenshot of the CDC email showing the event, saying the outlet's Quote, are probably never going to let their readers know that the CDC met with parents too. This is what they said. The parents who participated in the meeting, however, are, are almost exclusively included in a handful of liberal activists 
According to the previously eradicated emails obtained by Americans for Public Trust as part of their FOIA lawsuit against the CDC and shared with Fox News Digital. Walensky's private tab, private February 10, 2021, roundtable featured five participants, including Roz Keith, the founder and executive director of Stand With Trans, an organization for parents of transgender children, the, do the document show. This is just disgusting. This is just disgusting. We have the uh, PDF right here. This is the event memo, the purpose. You arrive in the Zoom meeting, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good for everything else, blah, 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 blah. See, the, this is just disgusting. If you are listening to the audio version, click the link in the description, and you're going to see the video version. I really, really urge you to actually see the video version so you can take a look at the PDF at which I am seeing. So, we are committing to dismantling the barriers faced by our community based on racism, oh, tr sexism, oh, queer in indigalism, another ism that they just made up, and other discriminatory factors. The group's website states, these barriers include recent legislation like denying trans people from using the bathroom of their gender. What do you mean their gender? Nobody's preventing you from using the bathroom at which you are born as. Something that you are pretending to be is not something that you are actually being. So you pretending to be a lady by putting on a dress does not make you a lady. I'm sorry. Bearing, I, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Bearing transparent people from participating in sports of their gender, what do you mean their gender? They're not gender. They're not a gender. They're not. They're not the gender that they say they are. So participating in the sports of, quote, their gender, is now putting them at an advantage against the other teammates. You think a transgender man that is actually a woman is going to say that they want to face up against the guys? No. No, of course not, because she's not dumb. I mean, she might be mentally challenged, but she's not dumb. Listen, the reason why these transgender females, I guess, males that are are fake a woman the reason why they are faking to be a woman is because of the fact that they know that they can outrun out swim out <laughs> a punch out hit these women so they will win by default and banning schools from teaching lgbtq acceptance here we go what do you mean lgbtq acceptance because as one of the um the leading groups in America, you have all the acceptance in the world. I'm not accepting any of this anymore. We, You had the acceptance in the world, but now you're going backwards. You're going backwards because you had the rights, but you keep asking for more, more, more. Christine Rowe Fritschenberger and Alexander Gonzalez also participated in the meeting. Rowe Fritschenberger, Bernier, I guess, is the executive director of Moms Rising, a progressive group that undertakes campaigns ranging from workplace justice to gun safety. Gonzalez, likewise, is, a is affiliated with Moms Rising. According to a tweet from the group, heavyweight Democratic donors, meanwhile, financed the organization. Moms Rising received $1 million each from George, of course, George Soros, Open Society's Oh my God, I can't talk today. Open Society Policy Center and Swiss billionaire Hensberg Winsberger Action Fund in 2020, according to grants. According another participant in Walensky's closed press roundtable was Elena 
Hung, the president and co-founder of Little Lobbyists, which seeks to protect the and expand the rights of children who have complex medical needs and disabilities through advocacy, education, and outreach. So, this is the tweet that they were talking about right here. Of course, they have the Ukraine flag, the American flag, the BLM fist, um, the teacher, and a blue check. That qualifies them for everything. That makes them practically a doctor. Now, Hung is also a natural co-chair of healthcare voter, which holds pro politi um, politicians accountable for their votes on healthcare issues. The group is a project of 1630 Fund, a progressive nonprofit and in incubator at a massive liberal dark money network managed by Washington. The DC based counseling firm, Abuela Avril <laughs> and Investors. Does that say umbrella? I guess so. The grandma investors, I guess. Um, the last parent on the call was Rachel Corbin, a congressional rabbi. Since talking to reigns of the CDC, Dr. Walensky has pr prioritized everything but following the science. Cartland Scotland, um, elective director of Americans for Public Trust, told Fox News Digital. First, she colluded with the teachers union to keep our schools closed. And now we learn that the parent meeting had nothing more than per placing the demands of liberal activists from dark money groups. Sutherland, maybe if the CDC, Sutherland said, maybe if the CDC spent less time appraising activists and unions, kids could have returned to school faster and wouldn't be facing devastating losses in learning. Of course. Jason McDonald, Walensky's press secretary, told Fox News D Digital that Walensky and other CDC scientists attended dozens of engagement with a di diverse range of groups and advocacy group organizations ahead of the release of the COVID-19 school's guidance. The CDC met with parents at three national PTA-hosted events in August 7th, 2020, and January 4th, 2021, February 12th, 2021, where parents could ask the CDC experts questions about the guidance and how to keep their children safe at school, he said, adding that the experts fielded 17,276 calls and emails from Americans asking about their COVID-19 in schools between March 1st and February 11th, 2021. During a February 12, 2021 briefing for the release of the school reopening guidelines, Walensky said that they have considered the, quote, lived experiences, challenges, and perspectives of parents who worked to hear firsthand from parents. She also suggested guidance cha changes occurred due to sessions that included parents. The latest guidance is based on science and outreach with teachers. Parents and the Department of Education, Walensky told NBC News, CDC officials conducted com com comprehensive reviews of literature, literature and extensively studied what happened during school openings in the fall and in Europe, she said. Walensky also referred to guidance as a long-needed roadmap that included import from teachers, the 74 reported. However, Walensky's internal calendar indicates that she only conducted the sole parents' meeting with far-left activists, which included just two days before the release of the school guidance. The 30-minute Zoom session allowed each participant three minutes to, quote, introduce themselves and discuss their needs for safe school reopening, her calendar shows. So, the American 
Federation of Teachers in Wingarden, who said Fox News Digital would probably never report out in the parents' meeting, had instant access to Walensky and other high-level CDC officials. Teachers' Union also influenced last-minute change to the school reopening guidance, Fox News Digital previously reported. Kelly Trudeter, American Foundation for of Teachers Senior Director of Health Issues, emailed Walensky a day before the CDC publicly posted the guidance. Within the email, she suggested that the agency insert the line in the event high community transmission results from a new variant SARS-CoV-2. A new update, th these guidance may be nece uh, necessary. The email led to a flurry of, of activity from high-ranking CDC officials the next day on the day the guidance was released. The CDC chief of staff, Sh Sherry Berger, flagged Turner's suggestion for possible follow-ups. Minutes later, Walensky followed forwarded the email to CDC's director for preparedness and emerging emergency, emerging infections, Harley Wilk, who replied, yes, we'll work with the team. Shortly after, Wilk emailed Walensky in updated language for the guidance. Super, thank you for doing that, Walensky replied. So, the emails further revealed that the AFT the, and National Education Association the country's largest teachers' union received a copy of the guidance before the CDC made it public. The CDC's then-acting Associate Director for Communications, Christopher Jones, also messaged William Gardner, Gardner and Peckley, Becky Pringle, NEA's president, thanking them for their continued partnership and support. Um, the New York Post also reported on emails from Americans for Public Trust showing coordination between the Biden White House and influential teachers' unions on school reopenings. In at least two instances, suggestions offered by the AFT were adopted nearly ver verbatim. In the final text of the CDC's document for on reopening guidance, the Post re reported, the Biden ad administration later tightened school masking guidelines in May 2021 following the threats from teachers' unions, Fox News Digital previously reported. Now, what does this tell you? What is the final takeaway, and why is this article so important? This article is important because of the fact that this outlines Walensky is a fraud. It outlines why w Walensky did not follow the, si the quote, science. Walensky nearly only followed exactly what the opinions of the teachers unions wanted she followed exactly where the money came from and she followed exactly what they told her to do why is this important because of the fact that we followed these guidelines for the last couple years and it ruined not only my life but millions of other students and teenagers and kids and teachers all around the world all around the world or at least the nation these people at the millions were affected by these very guidelines that this walensky chick was sending out with not following the science with not following the guidance and merely just importing verbatim exactly what other people were telling her this makes her a fraud and a spineless government official nonetheless moving on to the next article here i lost all respect for her now, you know who I also lost all respect for? I also lost all respect for these, this ambush that this person set up. Two Bristol police officers killed, one seriously injured, and pre-planned ambush. Bristol police believe officers were lured to the scene with fake domestic abuse calls by brothers Nicholas and Nathan Brocher. So, two police officers were killed in another 
was seriously wounded after two suspects ambushed them with a fake 911 call late Wednesday night, Connecticut State Police announced. All three officers were members of the, Briti the Bristol Police Department. Bristol Police Chief Brian Gould, Gould identified the fallen officers as Sergeant Dustin Demonite, 35, and Duperty Alex Hemzai, 34, in a Thursday morning press conference. Demonite is survived by his wife, Laura, and two children. Devonite and his wife was expecting a third child in the coming months. Hamzy is survived by his wife, Katie. <sighs> Whoever did this, the two brothers, should be ashamed of yourself. They should be ashamed of themselves, and they should be prosecuted at the highest level of the law. Now, despite... Okay, I just read that. The third officer, Alec Lurido, is in the hospital and has surgery for a severe gunshot wound. These are the photos of these American heroes. Now, yes, I call them American heroes because they fought trying to save an American. They tried to save an American from a domestic abuse call, but they got killed. They got killed because of a ransack. It's disgusting. Police say officers were responding to re reports of domestic dispute between two brothers, identified as Mike, um, Nicholas Butcher, 35, and Nathan Butcher, 32. Police now believe the call, um, the call to be ha to have been a deliberate act to lure police officers to the scene where the Butchers waited with loaded rifles. Gunfire erupted as soon as the police arrived at the scene, and both Kamsey and Nicholas were pronounced dead soon after. Demonite later pron was pronounced dead at the hospital. Nathan Butcher was injured and remains in custody at the hospital. <sighs> this is just disgusting. This is just disgusting. I I can't. Nicholas and Nathan, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should you should you're going straight to hell. But you should be ashamed of yourself. You killed two family men. This is a devastating reminder. This is um this is from the Lemonart. This is from Lemonart, right? Um, the Democratic Connecticut Governor uh, Ned Lemonart ordered the United States and state flags to be lowered across the state Thursday morning. Now, I think this is the first and only thing that the govern the governor of Connecticut actually did, and I stand with this decision. This is a quote from him right here. This is a devastating reminder of the dangers that the police officers face every day to protect our families and neighbors from all kinds of situations. These officers are heroes and will always be remembered for honorable service they provided to their town and their state, Lemonart said in a statement. I completely agree. I completely agree that this is very, very disgusting. I completely agree that these people... If ever, if one of them survive, should be prosecuted from the highest extent of the law and put to jail or even prison for the rest of their life. Gruder Thurenberg reverses course on nuclear power and angers Germany in making a mistake by taking plants offline. Hmm. Germany has spent two decades gradually phasing out nuclear power plants. Hmm. Climate activist Greta Thunberg, oh, how dare you, argued against taking Germany's remaining nuclear power plants offline. In apparent reversal on an energy source, she has previously said she is against. I personally think that it's a very bad idea to focus on coal when, quote, nuclear power is already in place, Thunberg told German public television Tuesday, according to Dutch, Dutch Willy Report. 
The comments came as Germany and other European countries grapple with an energy crisis amid Russia's ongoing war in Ukraine, with most of the content cut off from Russian natural gas they were previously dependent on for energy. The crisis has caused Germany to look towards coal as a way of making up the shortfall, something Thunberg argued was a, quote, mistake, with the country still having nuclear plants optional, operational. It depends, quote, uh, quote, it depends. If you already have them running, I feel like it's a mistake to close them and focus on coal, the climate activist said. However, Thunberg has not always ha been this sympathetic for the case of nuclear energy, saying that in 2019, she is against, quote, nuclear power. It can be a small part of a very big new carbon-free energy solution, especially in countries and areas lack of the possibility to full-scale renewable energy supply, even though there is an extremely dangerous, expensive, and time-consuming, she said at the time. Thunberg made clear, this is just disgusting, Thunberg made clear that the long-term solution for the country was still looking toward renewable energy sources, acknowledging the debate around nuclear power is, quote, very infected. So, Germany's nuclear power plants has been long a source of heated debate in the in the country, with German government passing a law to gradually phase out the nuclear power plants over 20 years ago. The phase-out of the country's nuclear plants were supposed to be completed by the end of this year, but the government agreed to do an extension of operations for its last two operational plants amid the energy crisis brought by the war of Ukraine. However, the extension has only been approved for a few months, an attempt to guide the country through the cold winter months through a growing movement has railed the, an idea of a lengthier extension. How about they extend this extension till the end of time and reopen all the ones that they closed because the ones that you closed should be reopened because you're just stupid. You're replacing all of these nuclear power plants that produce more per, per capital, per capital, Per unit of measurement, right, whatever they use to measure the nuclear power, right, per watt, whatever the hell, it is more efficient than anything that we have at our at our fingertips. It's way more efficient than these windmills, which you have to dig up the forest for. These are way more efficient than solar power, which you do not have solar at all. You do not have the sun after six o'clock. And then these are way more efficient than wind turbines. We, we already said the wind termites, but I would say the water turbines. This is way more efficient than everything else. A nuclear power does not burn um, gross. And even if you look at steam power, in my area at which I, I live, we used to have steam plants. Now, what's coming out of the chimney at these steam plants are very, very highly regulated. And if one inch of cubic whatever the heck they use to measure is out of whack then they use they are under a full investigation by the state so they are highly heavily monitored these things are not polluting the earth these coal mines are not polluting the earth so putting wind turbines in its place is doing nothing for us it's just disgusting um german finance minister christian linger the head of a conservative free democrats fdb welcomed thunberg's apparent change on of heart on social media thursday i welcome the support of friday fridays of for future founder greater thunberg for the fdb the fdp position to keep out nuclear keep our nuclear plants on the grid linder said on twitter this is an energy war everything that generates electricity must be on the grid the reasons 
speak for themselves economically and physically. It's just stupid because she's a climate control. She's a climate activist. She didn't even go to high school. How is she supposed to know? Why are we trusting a teenager? All these questions have yet to be answered. It's just disgusting. And then if you attack her, why are you attacking a disabled person? How dare you? It's like if you attack Joe Biden. Wow, why are you attacking an old man? Listen, I'm attacking an old man because of the fact that he's in a position of power. We're attacking these disabled people because they're in a position of power. Why do they get there? Why? We have all these questions are in there, again, yet to be answered. Now, this question that Iran has for us. Now, this is the article. Crisis hit Iran, blames the United States for social decay, protests, inflation, trade woes, and darkening future. Why is this the United States' fault? Let's find out. Everything is the fault of the United States and Iran, a country where shouting death to America is almost regarded as a natural refrain, a point retaliated Thursday by president by the president. As the Islamic Republic reels under everything from daily protests after the death of a 22-year-old woman in the custody of the country's morality police to the struggling economy and record inflation hovering near 60%. That's disgusting. Tyrion looks at Washington and sees that it, it is the source of all evil. Iranian's president repeated the message during a public address at the 36th International Islamic Uni Unity Conference in Tehran. Tapping into a theme previously espointed that um, that calls for the destruction of the capitalist, militarized, racist, barbaric, satanic system called America, claiming all the world's problems would simply disappear if the United States were laid flat. Listen, no, it would not. The world's problems would not be laid flat because of the fact that we're funding all of these other countries. So who would fund these other countries if it was not for America? Who would who would do all of these other things? Who would protect all these other countries? As the headquarters, as, as the nation that is at the head of NATO, NATO is protecting a lot of other countries and at which a, a lot of other countries are part of NATO too. So what is your point? Your, Amer your country has failed. Okay, you're the president, and you cannot take advantage of that for yourself. You cannot blame yourself, so you blame other people. You're truly disgusting, you're horrible, and you're an evil person for doing so. America did not cause any of the stuff that Iran is going through, so just shut up. You're in war with another country, you have a civil war going on, and your country's falling apart. Do not blame the United States for any of that because the united states did not do any of that so just shut up enjoy your country enjoy your protests and if you're watching the video portion of this podcast you can actually see the protests right here they're sending cars on fire they're in the streets they're partying i guess they're having a grand old time no they're not they're having a horrible time in this country because they hate it guess what country they would love to go to america because america is a better country you're just jealous that's what it boils down to. Now let's dig into the next article, right? We have zero self-awareness. Energy protesters are beginning of new fascist movement. Germany PM. So a leftist German state prime minister has described those protesting the country's car crash energy policy as at the as the beginning of a new, quote, fascist movement in the country. Bardo Remenlo, the prime minister of Thuringia, who was a member of the far-left Die Linke party, described what he saw as an ever more unified populist right in the country as being, 
embryonic stages of a new fascist movement in the country. It comes as other politicians and officials in the country blame right-wing extremism for growing political unrest in the country, which appears to be in a reality driven by the country's energy and cost-of-living crisis, itself the creation of years of political mismanagement at the hands of the German elite. So, for what those thinking, uh, looking to the protest, the current German government, been being previously slammed as enemies of the state, Rimlo has now taken to comparing protesters to a new fascist movement. According to a report by Dai Zed, the leftist official compared protesters to the anti-Islamic Pregner movement, which had its heyday in Germany back in 2015 to 2016, but has largely since fallen into obscurity. A new Pregna, Pregna, I can't pronounce this, Peg, Pegda is emerging. The paper reports him as saying in response to a recent energy protest, oh my god, my throat's so itchy, which saw around 36,000 protesters take the streets in his state alone. Everything that somehow belongs to the right-wing spectrum gathered there. Reaching down to the deepest right-wing extremist, Milo, he continued, with the paper noting him as claiming the, the formation of a newly publicly excuse me, visible fascist movement could now be seen. Those taking the German government to task over these ongoing gas prices have branded the, quote, new, energy, new enemies of the state by the one government minister in the country. Now, this is somebody getting arrested right here. That's just clearly disgusting. Although Remlow's in invocation of fascist, perhaps, marks a new high in the anti-right hysteria plaguing German politics in the recent months, the leftist minister's statements appear to be merely the latest attempt by the country's political mainstream to curtail pop populism or even just common concern about the government's long-term mismanagement. Statements slamming those on the right as being conspiracy theorists and enemies of the state has become ever more frequent with major publications and state officials frequently trying to paint public pop populists as a source of chaos and violence in the country. Such attempts, though, though widespread, have so far appeared to be relatively ineffective with the country's alternative for Dutchland party making considerable gains in the polls in recent weeks, with some elected officials even now demanding the party be banned as it grows ever larger and stronger. Meanwhile, support for establishment parties appears to have fallen off significantly, seeming as a result of their dismissal of handling the energy crisis, which was sparked in part by a radical green policies in previous Markle movements, as well as a current leftist traffic-like collation. So, with the with the country facing the possibility of a serious recession, inflation, and rolling blackouts, some officials have experienced expressed fears of mass looting and riots. With one big wig tasked with protecting Germany's dem democratic constitution, saying the coming months could take to could make the COVID period, which was married by tens of thousands taking to the streets to protest the government's hardline COVID lockdowns, like look like a children's birthday party, gas shortage riots, make lockdown protests look like a children's birthday party, official said. This is the picture right here. If you're seeing the video portion of this podcast, again, that will be in the link down below if you did want to see that. My final takeaways, 
Why is this important, right? This is just disgusting. You're going to blame your opposition, the people that you do not agree with you, fascists. Fascists? What are you talking about? Everybody, even in America, they're saying anybody that does not agree with them are fascists. Now, even if you say the truth, you're a fascist. So this leads us right into the next article. They're saying that Candace Owens is a fascist. Candace Owens premieres the greatest lie ever sold at Packed House in Nashville. I love Candace Owens. I watch her every single day. So this is making me proud of her because Candace Owens, you're an awesome lady. I applaud every single thing that you do. And I applaud what the Daily Wire is doing and enabling her to do stuff every single day. I also like Matt Walsh and all of the people on the Daily Wire. I support every single one of them. Now... I love her. I don't know. Okay, so moving on. The Daily Wire host Candace Owens launched her new document documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, at a star-stunned event in downtown Nashville Wednesday. The BLM expose takes a deep dive into the multi-million dollar grift of the Black Lives Matter a Global Network Foundation and its, for its, and its former executive director, Partsy Colors, and offers a quote, true story behind the life and death of George Floyd with never be before seen interviews from insiders and experts. Attendees at the packed house event were advised to wear all black for the funeral of the BLM movement, exposed and laid to rest once and for all by the Owens documentary. On hand to celebrate the premiere was celebrities such as Yee West, Kid Rock, Ray J, and other and more. Other party goers included conservatives from around the movement. So, Brandon Tunham, who co-founded Blackset, introduced Owens. In turn, Owens thanked all who made the form form film possible, received thunderous applause before the documentary even started. So, this is the video right here. If you would like to see it, I'll clap for you. I love Candace. I love her. A lot of people were going on stage and um, taking pictures in front of the Daily Wire, Greatest Lie Ever Sold, and the logo for the Greatest Lie Ever Sold. I love this. I love the logo, too, because you can actually see the fist and it's holding money because that's exactly what they did. So prior to entering the venue, Owens appear, also appeared on Tucker Carlson tonight to discuss why she created the documentary in the first place. They used black pain to create confusion and take millions of, upon millions and tens of millions of dollars from people, she said, of BLM leaders and related nonprofits. And where did the money go, Tucker? That's what the documentary explores, and the people are going to be shocked. So, this is the segment of Tucker Carlson right here. Candace Owens is the person who caused the suffering you just saw. She's the producer of the brand new documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd, The Rise of BLM, one of the bravest people we know and one of the smartest joins us tonight. Candace Owens, thanks so much. First of all, thank you for doing this. It's like that whole moment is forgotten. Um, why did you think it was important to make a documentary about it? Because of exactly what you said, because they want you to forget it, right? They do these things, they sort of punch you in the face, and then they move on, and they say, nobody look any further. We're now moving on to a different narrative. It is important yeah. to pause and to reflect That's and to right. consider what happened and ask a very big question, which for whatever reason, no journalist was interested in at the time. We were all basically required to either put up a black square or donate to Black Lives Matter or to make some, you know, statement online about how black people are suffering to make sure that Black Lives Matter would receive the $80 million that it received in one year. But nobody asked the question, 
where is all the money going? I was interested because they turned me into public enemy number one for accurately talking about George Floyd, not in the capacity of a hero, but in the capacity of a person who was addicted to drugs and who had a enough fentanyl in the system to kill a horse at the time that he died. That made people angry because people were invested in the emotion of Black Lives Matter. And so, look, I'm wearing the shirt. It is the BLM symbol, but instead I've inserted some cash into it because what they really did is they robbed Americans. They robbed Americans' emotions. They extracted emotions. They used black pain to create confusion and to take millions upon millions, tens of millions of dollars from people. And where did the money go, Tucker? That's what the documentary explores, and people are going to be shocked. I hope people are very behind the transgendered movement because that's where a lot of this money went, and then there's just a dead trail because the one thing that you're afforded when you decide that you are transgendered is you can change your name. So you don't know who any of these people were originally, but they received hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars of cash. It's, it's all... I, I, I just can't control myself and know because I was there and I watched it. You were basically banned from all media, including some conservative outlets, but for telling the truth, yep. the factual, documented truth about George Floyd. You were not allowed to tell the truth, um, which really was, yep, a, I think, exactly a dark moment. Right. Let me ask you, do you know anybody, apart from the ladies living in Laurel Canyon and the transgenders you just mentioned, any actual, like, normal black person who benefited from BLM? No, absolutely. It's the exact opposite. I can tell you millions of black people who suffered because they now live in the inner city, in the cities that were looted and that were rioted, and therefore the businesses picked up, which my documentary will show. They picked up and they left, because why wouldn't they leave, obviously, if they're basically saying that crime is allowed to take place, and these are zones in which there can be no policing. So these people are now suffering economically, and we, of course, predicted that that would be the outcome because of the BLM scam, which benefited nobody. And there are a lot of questions. In my personal opinion, this was a money laundering scheme, and it is interesting that these individuals, like Patrice Cullors, decided to host a Joe Biden inauguration party at the Black Lives Matter house. Again, all of that is in the documentary. It's stunning. And I do want to add this. My personal charity, after I announced that I was doing this documentary, I wrote a charity called Blexit. We received a letter two weeks after the trailer dropped from the IRS saying that they were going to investigate my charity. I welcome the investigation because I am not a scam artist and I do real work in the inner city communities. This is Biden's IRS once again saying you are not allowed to investigate anything that the media is complicit in. That's unbelievable. You're a brave person. They're going to come for you at some point, as, as you know. Candace Owens, appreciate it. Thank you Absolutely. so much. See, I love Candace Owens. I love her so much. I applaud every single thing that she's doing. And I'm going to be reacting to this movie for you guys on camera. So I'm waiting till the weekend. Probably on this week, the video will be posted. Now, going on with the article, attendees also included King Randall I, founder of the Life Pres Prosperity Schools for Boys, a nonprofit with a mission to teach boys the true meaning of manhood, to be um, protectors and providers of their communities, who told the Daily Wire that he discovered Owens during breakfast movement she founded. So Candace Owens is an amazing woman, he said. I'm excited to see what happens with The Greatest Lie Ever Sold because we've been saying for a while that Brock Lives Matter is a scam and people have called us all kinds of names, especially in the black community. But I'm glad somebody, especially a black woman, is able to go on and show us what's happening behind the scenes and expose those things that people told us black men were lying about. But Candace Owens is an extremely amazing woman and people need to get out and see the greatest lie ever sold. The documentary 
roughly 78 minutes in length, received applause throughout. Several moments of laughter and utter disbelief at what was exposed. You know, I feel like this is the exact same situation as what is a woman. This is the same exact situation because I was laughing at some points. I was crying at some points. I was like outraged at some points. So every single thing that the Daily Wire makes literally makes me feel like that. I was watching the Hyperions the other day and I feel the same exact way. See, I just love the Daily. I would work for the Daily Wire. Honestly, I really would because I love them so much. Now, literally, I was seeing this behind the, um, before I, I did the show. And from the next article from the Daily Wire, I literally just included some checkout, the, the checkout link. <laughs> I was, after reading that article before the show, I was just so excited that I just put the checkout link. So if you do want to get the Daily Wire Plus, it will be linked down below. I mean, I will give you free publicity. Listen, the, the Daily Wire, oh my God, I love you guys so much. Anyways, moving on to the AP. So racist remarks hurt betrayal among LA indigenous people. Now, Los Angeles Rica Lopez has welcomed people of all walks to dine at the family family's popular restaurant on the indigenous introduced influenced food of her Native American state Oxner. Among them, Nuri Martinez, the first Latina elected president of Los Angeles City Council, the restaurant Guatemala has become an institution known for introducing um, Oxiza. Unique cuisine and culture to Ajuminos, attracting everyone from immigrant families to Mexican stars to a powerful city official such as Martinez. But now, after a scandal exposed over a recording of Marxinez making racist remarks about Oxinas, such as Lopez, the 37-year-old restaurateur and cookbook author said that she feels tremendous sense of betrayal. Martinez resigned from her council seat Wednesday and offered her apologies, but the despairing remarks still deeply hurt the city's immigrants from Arxina, which has one of Mark's, uh, Mexico's largest indigenous populations. Sadly, many said that they are not surprised both growing up in their mainland and also after reaching the United States, they saw they've been Accustomed to hearing such stinging comments, not only from the non-Latinos, but from the lighter-skinned Mexicans, immigrants, and their descendants. Every time these people get looked at in my face, they were all lying to me, Lopez said. We should not let these people continue to lie to us and tell us we are less than or, or we are ugly or allow them to laugh at us. Following Martina's departure, two other Latino city council members are also facing widespread calls to resign since the year-old recording surface of the mocking college colleges while s scheming to protect Latino political strength in council um, districts. Martinez used a despairing term for the black son of white council member and called immigrants from Oxima ugly. I see a lot of little short dark people. Okay, first of all, <laughs> what? Martin Martinez said on a recording referring to an area of largely Hispanic Koreatown neighborhood. I was like, I don't know where these people are from. I don't know what village they come from or how they got here. Lopez said that she heard such racist comments growing up in California, but had hoped that they were a thing of the past, and young Axine immigrants would not have, hear, have to hear them. 
Um, I want people to look at themselves in the mirror every day and see the beauty, she said. Listen, and you should. Why do you care about what other people say? I mean, it's one thing to get mad about this. I mean, yeah, you should get mad about this. But it's also the thing of why do you care what other people say? Like, just believe in yourself and that's it. Now, I mean, I really can't transition into this next article based off of the sentence I really said. But moving on to the next article, we have Social Security benefits to jump up by 8.7 next year. Now, everybody's celebrating this as a good thing. They're putting the grandmas on the front page. They're putting the grandfathers on the front page. They're making segments all about this. Like, oh, my God, this is such a good thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is not a good thing. And I'll tell you why. This is not a good thing because Social, social Security benefits are going based off of the the um the cost of living the cost of living is up seven eight point seven percent that's what they're saying the cost of living is up eight point seven percent because of the fact that social security benefits have to go up eight point seven percent so because of this all of us are paying more money now i am a full believer on social security being privatized i think that and i already said this in the past social security benefits should be privatized you should be able to choose where you put your money in for retirement why do you need to give it to the government you're not even going to get half of what you put into the system so yes the this article they're going to say oh my god we earned it we earned it yes you did earn it but it's the thing of we need to raise the age at which you get social security number one because of the fact that in the past we had it at 65 because of the fact that most Americans did not live past 55. Okay? That's why. Now, not only that, or I think it's 65, but whatever. Okay? Americans did not last that long. Whatever the number is, Americans used to not last until that long. That's exactly why we made it that age because of the fact that we know that Americans were not going to last that long. And if they were going to last that long, it was going to be a year or two years. Now, everybody's making it past like 80. They're making it 90. So they're getting 35 to 40 years on these benefits. And 8.7% raise is going to cut the benefits even in half. So either they have to raise taxes some more or they're going to cut the program altogether. They should put, cut the program altogether. What they should do is, for the grandparents that are on it right now, cut them a big fat check for the rest of their life and say, okay, this is your payout for now, this is your payout for now, and then have a select people. This is your payout for now, blah, 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 blah. Pay them all off and be done with it. Boom, never again. That's my take. Roll it out. Say, nope, nope, nope. Give them the money. Say, this is your money. That's it, okay? And then call it quits. Shut down Social Security and make it private, Okay. Make it private because of the fact that you're going to get a lot, a hell of a lot more money being private on Social Security than you are going to get on anything else. Giving it to Social Security is not going to make you any money, but putting your money into a stock market or gold or platinum or silver or whatever the heck is going to make you a hell of a lot more money than what they can ever do. Now, moving into the next segment, which is the drama section. I'm like an addict, do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing, got a really bad habit. If it moves, gotta grab it. Fuse like a magnet, lose won't have it till I'm doomed in a casket. So right into the drama section, we have this cute older lady. Oh my god. Oh I spoiled it a little bit. But oh my god, this I wish this was my grandma. If this was my grandma, I would be very, very embarrassed. But if it was, it would be very funny. So let's see it now. District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. 
Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police, the right to bear arms, and the right to free speech. I want less government control and regulation, want to stop and expose all political corruption, where's integrity, morality, accountability. Government programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as the fundamental unit of society. But in schools, they're pushing for new beliefs. And just to clarify, as a female adult, I know what a woman is. That's exactly it. The God, family, and constitution, and you know what a woman is, you have my vote. District 12, if I live there, I would vote for you. Now, it's funny because <laughs> I was looking at some people's responses to this and they're like, wow, Eminem is rolling. Eminem has been real silent since you posted this video. Now, this is what Linda Paulson or the left, I mean, or the right post. Now, this is what the left posts on the BLM, I mean, the BLK app. This is just disgusting. So this is, remember, right? God, family, and the constitution on the right. This is what the left says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trey Trey, I think we got one. <laughs> it's voting season, bruh. Now voting, no loving. Now voting, no touch. Now voting, no nothing. Now voting, no fucking, no voting, no fucking. No, no voting, no v fucking. No loving. Now voting, no touch. Now voting, no nothing. Now voting, no fucking, no voting, no fucking. So on the left, right? So on the right, they're pushing God, family, and the Constitution. On the left, they're pushing face is a nine, abs is a ten. D is a mm, to be determined. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's continue. Got me a joke. He don't seem broke. The only red flag is that he don't vote. Hmm. The only red flag is that he don't vote. Okay. So why is it that you want him to vote? Why? Do you care who he votes for? Because he's going to vote for whoever's running on the Republican side. What if he does that? That's a red flag too. It's midterms for all the single cute. Want to hit this booty? Got to do your civic dude. If you want to... Oh my God. If you want to hit this booty, then you got to do your civic duty. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm completely done. I'm well done. I am very, very good. Stuff my ballot box again. I'm done. Okay. That's what the left is trying to push, right? Stuff my ballot box again, right? Face is a nine, as is a 10. D is a mm, to be determined. Okay. That's what the left is pushing. No voting, no fucking with a V. Okay. That's what the left is pushing. The right is pushing God, family, and the constitution. Good versus evil, November 8th. Remember. Now, we are moving into the very next thing. This is Kanye West. Kanye West says that he's happy about his, quote, anti-Semitic remarks. Now, this is a controversy within the conservative space on which if his, his um, statements are anti-Semitic or not. Now, Ben Shapiro, because I watch him every single day as well, Ben Shapiro, as a Jewish person, he says that they are anti-Semitic. 
And I can see where he's coming from. I can completely see where he's coming from. They are anti-Semitic. But I can also see where Candace Owens is coming from if you do watch her. Now, Candace Owens, now I'm going to say bold takes, right? Ben Shapiro is saying, as a Jewish person, no, you saying that you want DEFCON 3 of Jewish people is saying that you want the extermination of Jewish people, and you saying that black people are the rightfully Jewish is anti-Semitic as well. You and he, Jew, and uh, Ben Shapiro is also saying that Kanye West is also having anti-Semitic remarks in the past as well. Candace Owens over here, on the other hand, is friends with Kanye West, so obviously she will be she will um, uh, stand up for Kanye West. So this is the thing, though. Candace Owens continues and says that um, Kanye West does have Jewish friends. And she actually met Connie West through a Jewish friend herself. So, I mean, I, I can see this. I can see that. I can see both sides. What do you guys think? Leave it in the comments down below. Do you think Connie West is anti-Semitic? Now, for me, mm, it's not looking so good in the Connie West side. I kind of do agree with Ben Shapiro a little bit more. That is anti-Semitic because... What do you see? I, I completely agree with um, Candace Owens too because what do you mean by that? Deathcon three. Let's ask him what he means. Now, if somebody did ask him what he means by that, and they asked him, "Are you anti-Semitic?" and he said, "No, I'm not anti-Semitic." Now, speaking about asking people questions, we should ask our government officials more questions, just like these people are doing in this very video. Now, let's take a look at this video that I'm talking about. So, there's a college that had congresswoman. A congresswoman under the name of AOC. Now, I guess I can get canceled for calling her AOC, but I don't really care. We have a congressperson under the name of AOC, and she went to a college to talk to some kids. They had a couple questions for her, and this is what they said from the stands right here. None of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are bunch of war hawks. Okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. That's what you've become. You are the establishment, and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? Yes or no? Okay, simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Yes or no? There is no line, because this is bullshit. None of this matters if we're all dead. None of it. I completely agree. I completely Congress agree. I completely agree. With every single sentence and every single word he said, I completely agree. Listen, we should be asking our congressmen and women, or congressmen, listen, I'm not stupid. <laughs> congressmen, we should be asking our congressmen what they are doing to help us fight this war. 
Ukraine in Russia is going to get into a deeper war than they already are. They're going to start sending bombs. Russia, we need to tell Russia, and we need to stand firm. Russia, we are not putting up with your poop. We are not putting up with any of your BS. We are done. We are giving you the stick and the carrot. We are giving you a way out, and we're giving you a a um a way at which if you do this, we will get into a war. So these are the solutions that we have to put forth. Now, if anybody in Congress is listening, thank you for watching. I don't really think that you are, but anyways, nonetheless, I will explain. This is what we should do. We should give Putin a way out. If you leave Ukraine, we will have no war, and of course, you will get Crimea, which is has always been yours, whatever. Now, that's the stick, right? The carrot, the, I mean, I guess that's, his, that's the carrot in this case. Now, the stick. This is the stick. Now, if you do not leave, we will fight with NATO and, and bring our airplanes into your airspace and there will be a war. Now, we're standing firm with Ukraine. In this case, we already gave weapons of mass destruction to Ukrainians. And we continue to give weapons to Ukrainians. So what is the point in this? Because we took a firm stance in this war, as we always do. We took a, a firm stance in the war and we chose a side. We can't just choose a side and then not choose a side. We can choose a side one day and say, oh, we're going to stand. Um, oh, 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 we don't have a side in the war. Yes, we do. Don't be stupid. Yes, we do. We gave weapons to Ukrainians. We chose the Ukrainian side. Now, that is going to do it for the drama section. Now, just get into the investment news. I will be right back in this next segment. Okay, so the Biden administration asked Saudi Arabia to postpone OPEC decision by a month, Saudi side. So why exactly the month? Why a month? Wait a second. Is it is it October 14 already? That means that we're going to get right past, what is the date? No vote in no, November 8th. Oh my God. So this means that October 14, one month from now, would be November 14. Now, if I'm not mistaken in my math, November 18 is, I mean, November 14 is right after November 8th. So how convenient. How convenient. How convenient. Even when this is posted, October 13th, that was yesterday, right? How convenient. The Saudi Arabia OPEC decision is is postponed by one month right after the midterms. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to be any conspiracy theorist here. But, hmm. Let's think about why exactly they want to postpone this decision, decision by OPEC by one month. Maybe it's because of the fact that they're going to look bad in the midterms. Oh, my God. Wow. Democrats looking bad in the midterms. This isn't the only thing that's going to make them look bad. But, I mean, we can add this to the list, I guess. This decision by OPEC is actually raising the gas costs. Now, if we do take a look at gas costs in the, in the last year and even now, since OPEC's decision, gas, the national average for gas, has actually went up. Price as of today, right? $3.90. $3.90. But what was one year ago? $3.29. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy. Yesterday's average, $3.91. So yeah, okay, they're going to say that it went down. Yesterday, $3.91. Today, $3.90. Wow, oh my God, it went down a penny. Last week's average, 
$3.89. And a month ago, $3.70. A year ago, $3.29. The highest recorded average gas price is $5.01. And when was this? 6-14-2022. This year. This year. That's just disgusting. This was under Joe Biden. And of course, Joe Biden, you don't control gas prices. You don't have a little dial in the White House to control gas prices. I know that. I'm not stupid. But it's your policies that you put in place. It's the pipelines that you go and you cancel that are doing this very thing. Now, we're not dumb. We know what you're doing behind the scenes. We know what you're doing to the pipelines, to American jobs. We know what you're doing with the gas companies to make them dig more oil um, out of America. We know what you're doing to ruin the production of oil in the United States. We know this, okay? We're not dumb. We already know what's going on. But you need to take responsibility for what you do. You need to take responsibility. You need to just put on... The, your big boy boots and say, listen, this is my fault, okay? I did some of the, I did some actions that did manipulate the gas prices, not in my favor, but, you know, I do have some high donors that really wanted the money. I mean, really, really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted the money. Yes, he did want the money, but here's the point. He really wanted to look good in front of the climate control activists, Greater Thunberg and people like that. She, he wanted to look good in front of them. So this is why he did the, exactly that. But we're going to end it on that note. And I do thank you all for watching. And I applaud you for staying until the end if you did so. If you do want to check out all of my other stuff, you can check out originalstudios.com. And you can check out my personal website at demetriusrigio.com. And of course, this will be linked down below if you did want to check that out. Thank you all for watching. And I hope they have a great rest of your day. I got facts over facts over tracks, this and that, spitting slow, spitting fast, I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. Hey, 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 were you really going to click off this video before leaving a like and subscribing down below? Wow, so rude.